Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to In Living Color Abroad. I'm your host, Angel Rodriguez. This is episode number 10, The Big One O. And I bring to you two very special guests. First time I'm interviewing two people. Uh, you'll be hearing from Hanlon and Henry. They're a married couple, and they have been living out of a van for the past 10 months and traveling all over Latin America. And the funny thing is, Hanlon happens to be my second cousin. Uh, I did not know of her existence before then, but my first cousin Robert told me that his niece was living out of a van. And I was like, that's interesting. <laughs> and I got in contact with her through him. And they speak to me about how living out of a van has improved their marriage. Uh, the great things about living out of a van, the difficulties that it, it obviously entails, but why they feel that every person shall at least for some period of time <laughs> live out of a van and experience the world. But yeah, hope you enjoy. This is In Living Color, Abroad. All right, here I have Hanalyn and Henry. Welcome to In Living Color, Abroad. Thank you. Thank you for having us. This is the first time I'm interviewing two people. This should be quite fun uh, for my listeners out there. Uh, <laughs> But um, so yeah, so um, tell us a little bit about yourself. You can go in any order. <laughs> okay, you go first. You want me to go first? Mm -hmm. So my name is Henry. I'm 26 years old, and I'm married to Annalyn. And we've been married for two years now, um, two years in October. And we have decided to travel the world. And we started with Central America. And now we're in South America. Yeah. And so my name's Hannah Lynn, and I'm 27. And we were both in the military. And afterwards, we figured this is a great time to start traveling and then go to school after. So we've been having a great adventure the past 10 months. So you, so let me get this straight. So you get married. So you're dating, right? Is this something that you guys had in mind when you were dating? Yeah. Like, we have to do this? No. Actually, when we were dating, we just kind of were like, oh, yeah, we're going to travel together. Of course, because we were long distance, so we were already traveling together uh -huh. to see each other and like meeting in different places. And then we were like, you know, the, no, you got to tell them the real story how it came to be the whole van. Oh yeah, so yeah, we live in a van, so that's how it really all started this traveling adventure. So we were looking at combis, so like the Volkswagen, like um, the old school tiny homes. Mm. And I was like, you know that a little bit too small henry's six feet so we're like we need something taller and so when we started searching on youtube there's a whole van life community where they convert vans into tiny homes and we we're like we have to do this and so it came down to either signing a lease for an apartment or this van that we saw at a used lot and so we just went for it <laughs> wow that is absolutely and where are you guys from originally I'm from Georgia. And I'm from Rhode Island. Okay, awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, that is, I mean, I don't even know where to begin. I'm like, oh my God, this is kind of bananas that you guys are, <laughs> you guys are doing this. And where are, you, where are you guys currently? So right now we're in Brazil. What part of Brazil? Tres Etilias, Brazil. It's an amazing little town in Brazil. It's got a lot of Austrian influence. Mm -hmm. And we just love it. We've been here, what, a week already? Mm -hmm. And we probably need to hurry up and move along, but we really don't want to. Yeah. It's so nice. And, and how, does, how do you guys go about that, of deciding how long you're staying in a place? Do you play by ear? What's that process like? We totally play by ear, and I think that's a benefit of having the van. So we don't have to book anything. We just kind of decide, like, okay, we love this place. Let's stay here for a week. Or we don't really like this as much as we thought. Let's move on. Got it, got it. And handling this, I mean, this question for both of you, but, but particularly you handling it, because again, the 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 meat of this um, podcast that I have is living in living color abroad. And from my experience, mm -hmm. you, you're Dominican, right? Yes. Exactly. I'm Dominican as well. And when I told my parents <laughs> that I was just moving abroad, their reaction was not positive. <laughs> so I can't even imagine, or tell, I'm just assuming here, when you told your family <laughs> that you're going to be living out of a van, <laughs> what was their reaction? Yeah, actually, the funny thing is, 
when I told my mom, I think she, we're really close, so she knows how I am. So when I told her, I was kind of like, mom, I'm here looking at a van and I want to change it into a tiny home. What do you think? And she's like, oh my God, handle it. And then she was kind of like, well, if you did your research. <laughs> and so she was like, okay, show me videos about it. Show me what it's all about. And so she like watched the videos with my dad and they kind of were like, okay, this makes sense. We see where you're going with this. Um, and if it's all for a benefit in the future, then why not? So actually, ironically, Henry's parents were more concerned about him living in a van traveling. Yeah. Wow. I lost my mind. Yeah. So the crazy part is I was actually deployed at the time that she purchased the van. So I was nowhere to be to be found. Like she did it without me. She went to the car lot, bought the van. Um, and I think it wasn't until like later that day that she told me that she had actually purchased it. Yeah. Cause you were on a flight. Yeah. I was on a flight. And so it was, you know, kind of news to me as well that she had actually found the van and purchased it. Um, so yeah, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. But what about your parents? Oh, my parents. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, but I don't even remember. How did I tell them? Oh, we sent them a video. I was like, do you guys think this is cool? Oh, yeah. That's right. A YouTube video. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they reacted as well as I thought they would. But. Yeah. My parents have definitely definitely been more like receptive to the idea. Yeah. Wow. Uh-huh. Your parents see this as a phase. A crazy teen phase. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, she's crazy. She'll get over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. <laughs> And so, so I mean, so you got this idea of, of, of getting a van, and obviously you went and got it without him, obviously, so you were very headstrong about this. <laughs> but what was going through your mind when, when you finally made the, you know, made the move to, to like, you know what, I'm going to be living out of a van? What were your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it was a shock because the, in the beginning, the first few months, Henry wasn't in the U.S., so... I didn't build out the van. My dad helped me like do the basics. So I had like a basic kitchen. I learned how to do solar electricity and he just helped me like install everything and then kind of living out of a rough draft of what we have now. So it was a bit of a shock, but you end up spending a lot of time outside of the van. So it's more like just a place where you crash. So in the beginning anyway, now it's definitely feels like home. Wow. That. And what's the what's the long term goal here? Like, how long are you going to be doing this for? Yeah. So after this, we actually the goal was to travel in it, but now after this, we are hoping to live in it for at least three more years while we're both students in New York, because then we could buy a house with all the rent money that we saved. So that's really the ultimate goal. Wow. I mean, I can't. You just said three more years. I can't even wrap my head around that. Yeah. <laughs> square feet so yeah we have the whole tour video so you can see all the like like nooks and crannies of where everything is located but it's really small but i think it's a good use of space as well it really does feel like home we have everything do you have like a youtube channel or anything like that (laughs) yes we do so we have um a youtube channel it's called wando tales w-a-n-d-o-t-a-l-e-s and that's the same handle on instagram and so, yeah, we just celebrate 20,000 subscribers, so we had a giveaway, so that's really exciting. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Definitely uh, check that out, uh, my listeners there. I'm, I'm going to check it out myself, because that's interesting as fuck. But <laughs> <laughs> um, follow, follow your guys' story. But, um, so what I was going to mm-hmm. say, okay, so let's let's go right back to the beginning, right? So you said you were bo- uh, okay. both uh, in the Army? In the Navy. In the Navy, sorry, in the Navy. Okay, so you're in the Navy. How, how did you guys meet? In the Navy? Yes, we did. We used to work together because we're both hospital corpsmen. So we both worked in general surgery together. Got it. And then you guys started to date, and then you got deployed different places, right? Hence the long distance. Mm-hmm. Well, then I also got out of the Navy and lived in New York while Henry was still in the Navy in uh, South Carolina. Okay, got it. So let's talk about long, long, long distance uh, dating a little bit because that's not to get off okay. track here. But I think I think it matters, right? I think I think it it's, might be. I mean, you could tell me if I'm wrong, but it might be tied into this whole like living in a van thing. But you know, here you are. How long have you have you were you guys uh, long distance? Um, yeah, like a year and a half. Okay. A year and a half. Got it. And now, so you go from a year and a half to long distance to then what? What was, you guys were then living in the van right away or just like what? (laughs) 
Yep, right away. Pretty yeah. much, we just um, we moved to Henry's parents' house for two months while we worked on the van, and then we moved right into the van and got on the road. So, how was that trans- transition from not seeing each other consistently for a year and a half to then seeing each other every waking moment in a van? <laughs> yeah, every waking moment in a van and traveling with it's, a dog. With a dog. Yeah. Oh my! It's actually, yeah. Um, Actually, we were just talking about this the other day. We were saying how a lot of people say the first year is the toughest of marriage. And essentially, this is our first year of marriage because we're finally living together. And so, but regardless of everything that we've been going through, it seems like such an easy year. And so... I don't know. We're best friends, so it's actually really cool. It's like, hey, you want to go do this hike? And it's you're there. <laughs> and, and, yeah, I was, about, I was about to have you guys done any solo traveling, by the way? Like, just by yourselves or no? Solo traveling? Have just, you? Just the military. Yeah. Okay, I yeah. mean, you have. Oh, yeah, I went to um, London by myself for okay. a week, and that was nice. Because I, I was, I was going to ask, you, <laughs> you said you're best friends. So what happens when you guys are somewhere, anywhere around the world, and you want to go somewhere, and he wants to go somewhere. Do you guys compromise, or you just, how does that work? Is that, the good thing about me, I will be honest and say this, I'm pretty go with the flow. Mm-hmm. So she's like, she makes all the plans, and then she runs it by me, and then we just do it, yeah. regardless. I'm, like I, I'm by by running by you, you mean she decides where you guys are going, right? Exactly. <laughs> activities i'm like we can do this or we can do this and then he kind of chooses but and it it happens to be the same place we could do a or we could do a which one (laughs) (laughs) but there are some things like for example um just recently iguazu waterfalls i didn't have that on our itinerary but henry insisted that he wanted to do that so we just reroute and like okay so then we'll okay if you want to do this we have to knock this we can't do this um stop and so we just kind of compromise like that because of time and whatever. Yeah, because of time and distance. You don't want to drive back and forth either. Got it. And who does most of the driving, you or him, or you guys share duties? Oh, I have not driven one mile on <laughs> this whole adventure. <laughs> do, you, do you not want to, or, or what? What was that? Do you not want to, or, or Henry kind of like, I'm, I got this? Henry's kind of like, I got this. <laughs> and also, it's a good time because Henry's driving and we kind of see that as a work day. So Henry drives and I'll edit or like I'll plan our route and stuff like that. Oh, that's cool. That's really that's really cool. And and so what have you feel that you've like learned so far in the 10 months that you have? Like, do you have a different outlook on the world, like on people? Tell me, like, what have you guys learned about it? A hundred percent. I feel like in a lot of ways, I was scared or hesitant and people are nice there are really beautiful kind people in the world if you just express that you need help people are constantly just ready to give like it's crazy we have gotten flat tires or just stuck in um sand or anything like that and people are just like i'll help you i'll help you and then as soon as you want to tip them they're like no way and it's crazy how kind people are especially in the countries where people said don't travel. It's crazy. It's dangerous. Like El Salvador, absolutely the kindest people. And it was just, maybe you wouldn't go to these countries on your own, but having to drive through them and to see them in this way has really opened our eyes. So yeah. Mm. And I mean, I think that sounds really cliche, but it's so true. Like you would never suspect, like, for instance, we got stuck in, um, in the desert actually. Mm -hmm. And in the sand, no doubt. And there was a number for, it was in Ecuador. And there was a number that Ecuador gives out that you can call. And there's basically volunteers that will come out and help you for free. Yeah. And this guy, like, dropped everything he was doing and drove, like, an hour out out of his way and got us unstuck in the desert. And, like, trying different techniques, not just, like, one try and, okay, it didn't work, but, like, okay, let's do this. Let's try this. And it's even we got stuck one time in the mud at night in the middle of nowhere, and some cowboys came to save us. Like, it's, road it's just crazy. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. And we have some really great stories, yeah. I mean, I, can, I, can, I, can't, even, I can't even imagine. I mean, that's, that's great to hear, though, right, like you said, because I'm definitely, even though, like, I've done, some, I've done some traveling and I've done extensive solo traveling, 
I definitely have reservations about going to certain countries based on what I hear and research, right? But it's always good to mm-hmm. hear that side of, yeah. you know, people doing it. Like, hey, no, like this, if if you need help, people are going to help you. And I definitely go with this mentality that some, this older gentleman told me here. He said, 90% of people are good. 2% are assholes. And I think that's yeah. true. <laughs> and I think it that- is true. No, it is. And it's the, the 10% that messes it up for everybody else, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. They're... they're their views on the world, you know, and that's sad, but yeah. Um, but I don't feel like we've ever had any issues. On no the issues. Yeah. No issues at all. Everybody's so excited to practice their English and everything too. <laughs> do you speak Spanish, Hamilton? Yes, I do. Okay. And Henry's learning. <laughs> <laughs> that's a nice vote of confidence wow. for you, Henry. <laughs> but yeah. I will say, now that we're in Brazil and. They speak Portuguese here. I understand where Henry's coming from because now looking at a menu is so scary. Like, wow, I really don't know any of these words. Whereas, like, in Spanish, if you don't know a word, you can definitely be like, okay, so, like, what is that like? Or how can you describe that item? Because you know other basic words. But we don't know any Portuguese, so we're, like, learning now. So so how was that in a place, I'm thinking about, like, Latin America, right, and which, obviously, you guys are traveling through. Um, so were you like the tour guide when there was like a com- communication? Were you the one handling and just talking constantly with the people that you guys encountered? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And I think that kind of hindered a little bit of like Henry's growth in the language, right? For sure. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I would I would attempt, but if it got too difficult, she mm-hmm. would take over yeah. and finish the sentence for me. <laughs> but, I mean, it was definitely helpful for borders too. Because, oh, I mean, yeah. just imagine going through oh, yeah. border crossings with neither of us knowing. Yeah. Be tough. And also, I think the fact that let's look at this, right? Obviously, you're, you're Latina, and Henry, you're white, correct? Correct. Yes. Yeah. So, like, you're, you guys are an interracial couple. Have you guys have gotten any like odd looks of like, oh, you, you know, here's Hannah who looks like she might be from wherever, you know, in any country, in Central America, maybe I don't know. Or and then Henry, obviously, perhaps they like gringo or or whatnot. <laughs> like, have you guys got any like interactions that have been kind of odd or like looks or what? I don't think we've got any odd interactions, but when like because there are a lot of checkpoints, they'll always see Henry's license and then they'll ask if I also have an American license. So I think maybe in that way they're kind of like, oh, did you just pick her up from around here? <laughs> um, so in that way, <laughs> but yeah, that's the only time. In South America, it's been a twist. Yeah. Going from Central to South. Apparently, I blend. Argentina. Argentina and Chile. Mm -hmm. I can kind of blend in with everybody. Yeah. Got it, got it. It's it's been different um, since we've gotten to those countries, I guess. Yeah, I think more people are just more inclined to speak to you in Spanish, whereas before they would. They assumed that I didn't speak Spanish, <laughs> which they were right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So out of how many countries have you guys hit so far? This is our 13th country. Oh, no, 14th. 14th. Um, and we'll have two more to go to. So we're going to Uruguay next. And then when we go back to Mexico in a few months, we'll also stop by Belize because we didn't get to go there on the way down. So those two countries left. And then we'll be back in New York. Wow. That, that, I mean, listen. And we're already planning our next adventure for the summer. And what's that? What is that going to be? So it's either between a European trip or maybe Caribbean or going to Alaska. Got it. And what, what made you decide on Latin America in general? I don't think I asked that question. What made you decide, like, you know what, let's do Latin America because it was more accessible or what? Yeah, definitely there was this desire to do something that wasn't just the U.S. I feel like we were kind of like, let's stretch ourselves a little bit and go somewhere interesting and you know that'll challenge us and then central america was just super accessible because you just drive right into mexico and get started got it got it and let i mean let's i mean i think people who are gonna be listening to this um podcast they might be interested in doing this i'm personally not but i think they would be interested in, do- <laughs> in doing this what are the financials of this how are you supporting yourself what through this adventure you want to answer? Sure. We, uh, it's funny. We, our last video we did was actually on this. Um, we're basically living completely off of savings. Mm-hmm. Um, like we make a little bit on YouTube, but it's very little. So everything that we saved while we were in the military and handling while she was going to school off of the GI bill, mm-hmm. 
we basically compiled all that and yeah that was um, all of our money that we've had for the trip. Yeah, we pretty much, so once the idea for the van and like, once we get this van, we're traveling, I think we had eight months where we were very strategic and tight with our, our spending. So that way we could save for this year. So, you know, you don't go out to eat with your friends, but you'll get to eat in Costa Rica next month, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, are you guys coming to Costa Rica? I mean, f- feel free to say hi if you are. <laughs> Unfortunately, we're not going to have time on the way back. Oh, that's a shame. Just... <laughs> yeah, what part of Costa Rica are you in? I'm in uh, Alajuela, which is 30 minutes outside of San Jose. Alajuela. I think we went there. Did we? I think so. So, speak, speaking okay. of places you, you've been to, I know you must get this question all the time, and it might be difficult to answer, but pick a place where you were literally floored by. When you went there and you saw whatever place in the location, you said, oh, my God. What place was that? Wow. Okay. Well, this is hard because I feel like it depends on the type of person you are. If you really like beaches and swimming versus hiking, then, you know, it's going to be different. Mm -hmm. So for me personally, I love hiking and we like mountains. And so for us, I think that would be Laguna Peron in Peru. There's um, a mountain range called the Cordillera Blanca. And all those mountains are absolutely beautiful. And they have lagunas that are bright blue and it literally feels like you're looking at a movie or like a picture it's just unreal that it's right in front of you and all the mountains have like white snow-capped peaks and so it's just like amazing that literally this piece exists on earth (laughs) and so for that would be for me (laughs) how about for you henry probably the town that we're in right now uh, like city like yeah, it is, but also surrounded by a small little town. Um, Teresa T, yes, we've already said the name, but I love it, um, mostly because of the architecture, okay. Austrian mm-hmm. um, architecture here, and um, yeah, I love it. Yeah. It's beautiful here. So it really depends, because then we also know people that are like absolutely floored by like cityscapes and stuff, mm-hmm. so it really just depends on like what your personal travel experience is. Like, we personally don't like being in a city too long. Mm. That just, it's not the best for our traveling situation. Like, living in a van in a city, it's kind of tough. In a new city, you know? Yeah. So, so, so now that you have these, um, you already have this plan set up, right? I'm going back to New York. Now you're going to go back to the city. Mm-hmm. What, <laughs> what, yeah. what do you mm-hmm. feel yeah. like you're going to, like, do you, do you, are you getting nervous? Is there anxiety? What are the feelings going, knowing that this, this is going to end at some point, right? You already know, like, the date and everything. Like, what, what are you feeling? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's kind of, it's in a lot of ways, traveling for 10 months, especially with very similar countries, um, is, could be tiring. And so I think in a lot of ways, we're kind of excited to have a, to have a home base for a second. Like we're still going to do weekend trips. We're still going to try to do every time we get a break off of school, do a nice long trip, but it's nice to have like a home base, especially there are just so many nice, you know, having your family around and mm-hmm. being able to use your cell phone wherever. And just like, <laughs> you know, this little luxuries. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, we're excited for that, but then also I think nervous that it'll be like too monotonous, you know, right. but that's why we're going to keep trying to, Keep the tra- yeah, keep the travel it to life. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that's what happens, right? I mean, I can only speak for myself here. Like, I mean, you guys are doing something that I think is, I mean, it's incredible. Again, I wouldn't do it, but it's incredible on the, uh, just hearing <laughs> <laughs> hearing that, right? Like, tra- going through country, you know, through in, in a van, living out of a van. I just think I was like, out of a movie, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's out of a movie, and I think it's, 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 it takes a lot of uh, courage to do right so i would say that i think with myself when i travel to places and i go back home i feel like it centers me but then i get that itch again you know of like oh and and i'm from new york city as well right it was like oh you know and we kind of take it for granted i feel as far as like you know it's a great city or you know the greatest in the world or whatnot and still take it for granted and still it still feels monotonous and you know and you want to do other things like, okay, I can't wait to go here and go there and don't enjoy where you are. So I wonder if that's because you're doing something so adventure-like, right? Like you're going to so many different places and driving everywhere and you're doing this with a dog and your husband. So this is like a literal adventure that you're living right now and you're going to go back to right. school. 
where things are going to be very routine, right? And you're going to have a schedule and you're going to have certain duties that you, you have to fulfill. How do you, Henry, for you, how do you think that, that adjustment is going to be like? Uh, for me personally, um, being that I've never, so I never, I didn't go to college outside of the military. Mm-hmm. So I, I jumped basically right into this trip as soon as I got out of the military. So I think it's going to be a big adjustment um, going to school. I mean, I think it'll be fun. It's a new challenge. I like new challenges, but at the same time, living in a new city like New York City. Mm-hmm. And uh, Henry's from Georgia. What part of Georgia, yeah, by like, the way? I didn't ask. <laughs> I'm from Augusta. Okay, I have family in Atlanta. That's why. That's why I asked. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not too far from there. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to be a big adjustment. I'm not I'm not going to deny that. But I think. That's the whole reason I joined the military too, you know, because I like challenges. I like seeing new places, so I think I'll adjust well. Um, it might take me a month or two to really get on my feet, but after that, I think it'll be fun. Yeah, I think in a lot of ways it might even be like traveling to a whole new world for you. That's very, <laughs> That's very true. You guys could do like the Jasmine Aladdin song while you guys do that, a whole new world. Yeah. But, but then. <laughs> He'll be Jasmine and you'll be Aladdin since you're showing him the whole new world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. But there are so many wonderful benefits of going back to a city like New York. Like we were discussing, like we could even do food tours where we're just like checking out all the Indian uh, restaurants or checking out all the Middle Eastern restaurants. Like there's just so much culture in New York. It really could still feel like you're traveling. So we're just going to take full advantage of that and then hopefully try to prolong our stationary uh, moment for a while and then go from there you're so positive hannah i love it it's just everything's a positive <laughs> thank you <laughs> no but the, the the new york pessimist in me is like no it's gonna be terrible no no, no that's awesome no i agree <laughs> no but i think that's such a good point I think you just found new content for your channel. I'm sure you thought of it already. Like, you literally could do full tours of all the places you've been to in the actual country and DC that all in New York. <laughs> yeah, That's literally. It's- we, we did a video that is probably one of our favorite. We did uh, trying ceviche um, at, like, five different restaurants in, um, in Lima, Peru. Mm-hmm. And it was so fun, just yeah. like the banter back and forth about each uh, ceviche that we tried. Yeah. So I think we would definitely do more videos like that. Yeah, that was fun because ceviche, which we didn't know, comes from Peru. And so we were like, well, we have to take advantage of this opportunity. So we we're like, let's try all the ceviche that we can today. That's awesome. And That's- so I think stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I was going to ask about um, your, your, your military experience. So you guys are both in the Navy, like you said. What part of that experience prepared do you think for this kind of adventure? Uh, I think two things. The first thing was definitely like the attention to detail and like when you live in a van, you have to put things away and you have to be very on top of like, okay, this is what we're buying and this is what we're going to have in the van and this is what we're eating today and all because everything's small. You have to be very mindful of everything that you put into the van. And so I think that's something that we learned in the military. Like you start off with in the barracks, you know, um, and so you have your own small room and you have to be very precise about what you're bringing with you and what you're moving along with you every time you have a new duty station. But then the other thing is the fact that we lived far from home already. So I think that homesickness, we haven't really gotten that that hard on this trip. And I feel like that would really affect you traveling 10 months True. without your family, I think would be really hard if we didn't have that experience. Yeah. What about anything else? Um, I think for me, like being able to stay up for long periods of time mm-hmm. because driving, we, I mean, we've covered a lot of miles on this trip. So being able to stay awake and, you know, be, get to where you need to get to go, mm-hmm. that's really important. So that's yeah. probably a big one for me. Mm-hmm. And how many miles it actually sounds... have you covered? Ooh. Hmm. Okay. Well, we just hit a hundred thousand miles the other day and I think oh we started gosh. at 80,000. So 20,000 miles. Holy shit. (laughs) Wow. Literally near to California about five times, six times. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Like back and forth. That's 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 wild. That's wild. Um I was was gonna ask you. So what so you already mentioned like you like the the mountainous areas of Peru. Which place and you I know you don't wanna like have to shit on a place, but what place were you like it in and out of? You know, ironically, this would be Peru because 
Peru, Peru has a bunch of beautiful places, but the infrastructure is not there yet for tourists. The only place was Cusco for Machu Picchu yeah. and like everything on that side. But the rest of the country is just not ready for tourists. It's yeah. just like really undeveloped. And like besides Lima with because it's the capital, mm-hmm. but like everything else just felt like, let's just do the adventure and move on. Like, it just didn't feel like comfortable enough for you to stay somewhere for a full week, you know? Got it. Got it. How about for you, Henry? Uh, oh man, probably Bolivia. Oh yeah. That's probably like for me the biggest one because there's one, there's a couple of attractions there and that's the salt flats and then they have colorful lakes. But other than that, it's a cold country that has really not too much to offer, at least not that we found. Mm Um, yeah, I mean, we really enjoyed the city, uh, La Paz. Yeah. But mm-hmm. you've got that and then those other two attractions and then not a whole lot. And as an American, you have to pay for the visa to enter. So oh, it's just like true. you kind of have this higher expectation. Okay, like, why are we paying to enter and like all this? <laughs> and then just to be let down a little bit, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. I feel that. Okay, and but, which place did you go to where you where you guys thought, or I, 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 won't, I won't bunch you guys together. I know you guys are married, but let's see. You must have different thoughts about this. Um <laughs> Where you went and you're like, you know what? I can live here. Where was that for you, Hannah? <gasps> oh, this is a great question. Thank okay, you. I try. I try. <laughs> <laughs> for me personally, I, I do like a city. Like, I really love New York. So I like that city. There's just nice comforts of living in a city where you can just change up the meals that you're eating. And they're just better luxuries in that way. But I think Quito, Ecuador had, like, the best of both. Where it has, like the comfort of being in a different world, a different country, but then also like the luxuries of being from an American country. So I liked Quito, Ecuador a lot. I even looked into schools. Like that's how much I liked it. (laughs) Wow. And for you, Henry? For me, I like more of the small town vibe. So the city that we're in right now, Mm -hmm. I know I've said that like three times. (laughs) Well, you really love it there. (laughs) It's amazing. We're we really don't. We're leaving tomorrow, but I really wish we, <laughs> we were. It's like it's raining tomorrow. Maybe we shouldn't go. <laughs> uh, it's just the what I like so much about it. It's a small town, but they still have every single thing that you could need. Mm-hmm. And there's, I mean, it's the best of both worlds. You know, I just realized. I just realized this. You guys are in your van right now as you're talking to me, right? Well, we're actually, we have to have Wi-Fi, so we're in the hotel lobby. <laughs> okay, okay. I was, I was like, wait a minute. Because you, you say, I'm like, wait, are they in their van right now? <laughs> no, no. Are they going to kick you out of this lobby or what's happening here? <laughs> No, this is awesome. So a, a lot of the places that we find are on this app called iOverlander. And so it's basically like a person stays somewhere and then they'll like leave a pin for it, right? And so it's nice because it feels like you're tra- you're traveling a path that many others have done before you. So it feels uh-huh. a little bit safer in a way. Got it, um, got so someone left this place <laughs> as like an awesome opportunity because you can stay in your in their parking lot but then use their bathrooms and use their like pool. So it's really nice. Wow. I, I again, I, I come, I commend you both. I, I don't, <laughs> <laughs> this is absolutely like, I'm floored right now. I'm literally floored. By this. <laughs> okay. So l- let's say this. Cause I, I, I went through an experience um, when I got here in Costa Rica. So I'm a teacher by the way. Um, so I, I was able to get this opportunity uh, through this international education agency moved to Costa Rica thank you and it was an adventure for me to get to Costa Rica like they sent me back back to uh, the states and I had to sleep like in Florida for the night and with like six pieces like my entire life I brought my keyboard because I'm a music teacher I brought my keyboard six pieces Mm -hmm. of luggage and I, I I was flying for 24 of the 36 hours that the what, what it took me to get to Costa Rica and I felt after that experience I was like, if I can go through that, I can go through anything. So going through this together, what do you feel like you guys can can face any obstacle given the fact that you guys have been traveling for 10 months and living out of a van? Like, do you feel that way now? Yeah, honestly. Sure. So basically the hard parts are when 
you know, the mechanical issues, like when your vehicle gets stuck or you're, you have a flat tire or not, you have to wait at a mechanic's office for, in Mexico, two weeks because the part was coming from Germany. Like, those parts suck. But the good things are, like, we get to talk all day long. And in a lot of ways, it's super beneficial because I feel like we've grown so much in our marriage and our friendship. And then in a lot of ways, we know, like, oh, hey, you know, I need space and you need space. And that's okay. You know, and I think a lot of people feel like, you know, that could be, like, detrimental. But, like, I think it's so healthy to have, like, your own personal time. Like, I like to sit on YouTube for four hours, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So, and in a lot of ways... I feel like now, wherever we are, we're like, oh, my God, this is a mansion. Like, it could just be something twice the size of our van, and we just feel so grateful for it. And so I think that'll help, like, our future home and everything. That's a good point. Yeah, you could like, live in a box and be okay. I mean, it was pretty Yeah. <laughs> Literally, like, I'll, I'll live with you even if we live in a cardboard box. Like, we're showing that. We're in this. <laughs> so I was just going to caveat on what Hanlon said. Um Essentially, we're taking a 10-month honeymoon, which I understand most people can't do, but I feel like it's brought us so much closer together because we literally spend every waking moment together. And so to start our marriage this way is just a dream come true. I mean, it really is because we really get to learn the ins and outs of being married together. And right away in a lot of ways because any questions or issues will happen in this year you know what i mean and then after this it should be smooth sailing (laughs) henry henry it's okay uh, we'll do a code word if you feel unsafe she has a knife to your back (laughs) 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 but actually you know it's really funny because in that finance video a lot of people were saying how um it's in a lot of ways, we have, like, a really fancy... You know, a lot of people spend a lot of money on their wedding and make a really glamorous, fancy wedding, and it's literally for one day, and we just are having a wedding, like, every day. Basically, <laughs> basically right? Like, you say a 10-month yeah. honeymoon is the 13-country honeymoon. is amazing. <laughs> hmm Yeah. Wow. And so, t- t- let's speak more about that. You guys are talking about, like, the difficulties of, like, you know, the 10-month... The, the seeing every waking moment and how is you guys have gotten closer but so what are your like what is your tell right like henry when do you know that hannah lynn is like not not doing all right and vice versa so um, again we, we have a code word she, okay if you feel unsafe yeah exactly exactly i know for me if she hasn't eaten in the last four hours i should probably leave her alone until i can get her something to eat <laughs> truly hangry she gets super hangry but so do i so yeah well for me it's sleep lack of sleep oh yeah for sure so do you you agree with those uh handling yeah so i'm pretty like mean if i haven't eaten yet (laughs) (laughs) so for me it's eating it's like hey do you want to stop at this restaurant and i'm like oh i'm probably being very um like grouchy and so and then for Henry, it's definitely sleep. Like, he is not a morning person, and I'm, like, wake up singing type of person. And so that's something that we have to, like, balance because... Wow. And you guys, like, just that. brush your teeth in the van and everything and... Yeah, so we have plumbing and everything set up. So... Wow, I got to see this damn van. <laughs> yeah, you got to watch the video. Maybe, maybe I might want to do it. Maybe I want to buy your van. <laughs> Once you see it, you'll be like, oh, it's not that bad. Right, yeah. right. I feel like we have every, all the luxuries. Okay, yeah, sounds very luxurious. <laughs> <laughs> you have to see. You'll have to see. Yeah, I have to see. Um, all right, so you mentioned the what? what is the number one? You mentioned how you love Peru, but what is one moment that I feel like will forever stay with you out of this 10-month experience? The one moment for you handling? Oh, okay, hold on. I have to think about this one. <laughs> There's so many good ones. I know, but... right? Uh, I've got mine. Okay. <laughs> Can I go first, or do you want Hannah to go first? No, no, it doesn't matter. <laughs> For me, um, when we were in uh, Peru, we did this hike, and oh, what's the name of Laguna it? Laguna Peron. Laguna Peron, and it is amazing. You've got this lake that is crystal um, blue waters, and then you literally climb up this mountain to see a glacier, but it's not like... It's unlike any hike we had done before this. Like, it was pretty grueling, like 10 miles there, 10 miles back. Mm, wow. Um, 
with our backpacks and everything. And we kind of took a wrong turn and ended up having to climb this sheer rock face. So we're like climbing up this rock face and we eventually make it to where we were trying to go, which is the glacier. But just the journey getting there was so tough. I mean, there's no other word to, to use. And just knowing that we can do that together because we both, you know, put our minds together and like got up that um, rock face, that'll probably stick with me forever. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Well, I like that yours is like a couple moment. Mine is a personal moment. <laughs> She's oh, like, good. forget you, Henry. Uh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So quick. <laughs> Stop. Mine is a personal moment because um, on this trip, we actually got scuba certified. Uh-huh. And I'm not a strong swimmer. So for like the first time that we had to go underwater, like in the like swimming, like the kiddie pool to practice, I freaked out. And so to like pass that and to keep going and like get the certification and go diving afterwards and all that like i'm just so proud of myself for that you know yeah so yeah that's a moment that'll stick with me because even just like there's so many things that you have to learn in the class for worst case scenarios and i feel like being able to do those things and just i don't know it made me proud of myself so that'll stick with me like even my worst fears i can overcome them that's that's amazing. You guys are what the kids would call goals. I, I, oh my god! <laughs> hashtag <Yeah>. goals. <laughs> Such memorable clips here. I, I for my podcast. I pre, I appreciate it all. Um, all right. So now let, let's take away from the sentimental stuff. Um, let's go. <laughs> let's go into the hard stuff. What's one moment where you're like, "Holy shit! I wish this never happens again." That's tough. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It always goes back to trouble with the van, I feel like. Yeah, because that's the hardest cause, because we're not mechanics. And so it just seems more overwhelming, right. like yeah. anything that happens. For me, probably the last time we got stuck, which was Bolivia on the salt flats, I literally found the only <laughs> spot that was wet because we were driving through the salt flats at night. It was the first night there. And I took a wrong turn and sunk the van. Yeah. Like, literally, the the entire wheel sunk in the salt. Oh, my God. And, I mean, we made the best of it. Like, we, you know, we had already gotten stuck twice before that. So, we were like, well, you know, we can't do anything about it now. We'll just go to sleep. Our bed is right here. Yeah. And we woke up the next morning and we took care of business. But... In the moment, you're just so frustrated with yourself because it's like, wow, how did you really get stuck again? You know yeah. what I mean? For you, Hannah? Gosh, I don't know. I try to be positive, you know? No, I've I, I realized that. I've realized that. I probably shouldn't ask you that question. <laughs> In the moment, it sucks. But I feel like everything had a lesson. has a lesson after. Like, even that thing with Henry, like, most of the time, we would be up like as much as possible like we have to get out of here we have to dig out dig ourselves out and this time we were just like okay whatever like we're stuck we're in the salt flats like let's just enjoy it let's go to bed let's watch the look at the stars and i think like that taught us something you know like just it could be worse like you are stuck in a beautiful place <laughs> yeah, right so that's I very think, true uh-huh and so i don't know i guess for me the heart i guess borders sometimes borders I, it gets my adrenaline rushing. Like, you just never know the type of person that's going to be handling your paperwork. And there are some borders that are really scary <laughs> um, because the people just make you feel like, you know, they take advantage sometimes. And so trying to make sure that my Spanish is perfect so that they don't expect um, suspect anything and just, like, trying to make sure that we have all of our paperwork in line and like that. And so I think I I wish there weren't any borders that we had to pass. Like, I wish the whole thing was just, like, smooth sailing. Yeah. But that's the hardest part is the border, are the borders, for sure. Got it, got it. And there's been a theme. Um, I know you guys haven't listened to my episodes, but there's been a theme uh, in regards to the passport, the American passport. So one thing that I've mm. noticed and also people that I've interviewed um, on my podcast is that there comes privilege with holding the American passport. And they've experienced privileges outside of America that they haven't experienced, that they're now experiencing in like the country that they're now living in. 
And so do, have you guys felt that way? Hannah, I'll start with you. Have you felt that there's certain privileges that you now have received because you're holding like this blue passport that you were not, felt like you you were fortunate enough to receive back home or not at all? Sometimes. I think in some borders it was opposite of like, oh, American. And so it would feel like, oh, go to this line and just like more of a process now. Mm-hmm. Like Nicaragua, for some reason, they just weren't excited, it seemed like, to have tourists. And it just felt like you had to go through all these loops. Um, but then there are other countries where like, oh, American, oh, okay, yeah, you don't have to wait in this line with like... Um, <laughs> You know, like with everybody else, like come in this line, like you're good to yeah. go or whatever. So yeah, like there's just definitely that. But yeah, I don't know. Sometimes it's good, but you never know until you take it out. <laughs> right, very true. <laughs> For you, Henry? I don't know. There's, in in Central America, I can really say that as soon as we pulled up in our van to a border, there were, I forget the name, but helpers, if oh, yeah. you will trying to, um, you know, guide us through every step of the process. And obviously they wanted to tip, you know, that's how they make their living. But it seemed like maybe they went a little further since we were Americans Mm -hmm. trying to help us through the process. Mm -hmm. Um, But in South America, we haven't really noticed that as much. They don't really have those helpers at the borders. Mm -hmm. It's more, I guess, Americanized in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. That's interesting. More, uh, yeah, there's not um, even the borders. They, I mean, I only really have America to compare it to, but they just even look more Americanized. The borders, yeah, like, the way they're set up, like official, more official, like offices and everything like that. But the also, infrastructure, I yeah, guess. Infrastructure. Yeah. And to uh, to close off uh, this podcast, I want to ask you two questions. Number one, okay. why should someone Couple or single person, why why should someone live out of a van for ten months? Oh wow! Okay. Okay. So <laughs> you want to go first? Why? Okay. There, yeah. are, there. I think there are a few reasons. If you want to save money and travel, this is definitely a cheaper option because you're really only paying for your gas, like that's your flight right there, and you're never paying for hotel. And you're never paying, you don't have to eat out. Like we eat out for the experience part of it, but you don't have to because we have a kitchen and we have everything. Like you can make all your meals at home. We have a refrigerator. Uh, So those are like the biggest expenses are hotels, flights and food. And so then all your experience money, like you can have the best experiences because all your finances get to go to that. So we love that part of it. The second thing is even if you aren't ready to travel right now, living in a van can help you get to traveling later on just because the amount of like money you'll save on rent like in new york it's so crazy like every month we would have spent two thousand dollars on rent and now that's just going to go right into a savings account for us to like continue traveling or buying a home and all that so that's amazing Hmm. and then i think another reason for living in a van is (laughs) it's honestly fun like the experience that you get from living in a van first of all the um, building it out is such an adventure in itself and like figuring out what kind of floor plan you want and all of that that's really fun and just like it makes you feel so creative like the ideas that you can come up with to be resourceful in such a tiny space and so i think that's cool and then yeah, just the experience of even if it's just traveling around the u.s just having that it's basically like your house with you everywhere you go and it's pretty awesome because at the end of the day, whatever happens outside, as soon as we close that door, it really does feel like we're home. And I think that helps a lot with the homesickness. And then for me, I think the biggest takeaway that I've, I guess, come away with <laughs> from living in a van um, and the reason that I would tell other people to do it, it really makes you appreciate everything else in life. The You know, the small things like, for instance, when we don't... Um, pay $12 a day to park in a hotel parking lot. We stay places for free. So on the street and most of the time you don't have access to a shower. So like when you do get that hot shower, you're just so much more grateful or when you do eat at a restaurant, you know, it's not, it's just a different experience. Or even like in that, in that sense, like uh water and electricity, we have to be mindful. We only have 
20 gallons of water. We only have a certain amount of electricity that we can use per day. We try to use 30% of our battery each day so it can last three days. And so just being mindful of those things, like, okay, like the laptop died, like, that's it. Like, you know, we already charged it today. We have to wait for tomorrow or whatever, you know? And in a lot of ways, too, like, I've never really, I mean, besides when I was growing up living with my parents, I went straight from that to the military. And that's kind of the same as living in a van, if you think about it. You don't, I mean, it's not as extreme, but in some circumstances, <laughs> it is. And then I went to a van. And so I can only imagine one day when we have a house, yeah. you might kind of lose the appreciation. Yeah, I feel like we appreciate everything right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the water, the electricity, it's a big deal. that episode with Hanolin and Henry and by the way I didn't ask the second question and the second question was going to be why shouldn't people live abroad but I didn't want to end it on a negative note <laughs> they were being very positive and yeah I think it was just better to end it on a, on a positive note and they were just awesome to interview that was my first time ever interviewing two people so hopefully uh I did a decent job, but, um, but yeah, I think it's pretty awesome that they have the courage, right? To, to live out of a van, small quarters. And again, they were not seeing each other for long. They were long distance for a year. And then once they got back to, once they got to be able to see each other, they went to traveling and living out of a van and that's not easy. And they, they, they spoke about that. I think they were being very honest and authentic about that experience of what they learned and how it's helped their marriage. And yeah, I think that's definitely um, <laughs> hashtag goals, right? Of uh, living with your significant other and going somewhere and just seeing the world, right? And doing it in a very cool adventure-like way. Yeah, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, next week, I don't know who I'm going to be interviewing again, <laughs> but I've gotten very lucky, right? I haven't missed a week, I think, since uh, since September of find somebody to interview i just get very lucky and i i work my connections you know and it's, it's just really awesome to like just find people and people have helped me find people i'm not doing this all on my own you know is people have been very helpful of, of saying hey i think this person would love to do this and i'm very appreciative of all those people that have sent people my way uh before i forget please leave a review on apple Podcasts if you haven't already i've reached 800 plays so far of on all my episode which is pretty awesome and, but only 10 reviews on Apple Podcasts. So please leave a review, five stars, if you like what you hear. Much appreciated. But yeah, thanks for tuning in. This is In Living Color, Abroad. Peace.